After years of training and thousands of hours of practice, injuries can happen at any time. Once had my kneecap pull over to the side of my box. I once tore the pectoral muscle completely off my shoulder. I've had surgery five times, five times, five times, five times, five times in my left fish hook. My tendon got turned off the bone. I could hardly lift my leg anymore. With every smoke I take, my body, my life, and my career is on the line. Don't risk yours. Please, smoke responsibly. Welcome. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of High Side of the Ropes. How's We're your back. weekend going? We are back again. Everyone's in the booth right now, except John, who probably is... I'm not even... All right, so our friend John, <laughs> our other, our other co-host John, he's a big lightweight when it comes to marijuana, alcohol, basically anything fun. So... um he had to go to the bathroom, and I'm pretty sure he may and or may not have fell asleep up there. But we're gonna let this play out because this is gonna be really fun to just to like just, just let it play out. It's been about like ten minutes, and it's, it's just been, like we, let's start it and see what the hell happens. Because if he fell asleep, he fell asleep. I brought your device upstairs. I ran past the bathroom. I'm like John, you alive? He's like, yeah. You didn't sound all there. Yeah, okay, so and that was back. probably like fifteen minutes ago. Okay, so he's in the shadow realm all right. right now. So, it's been real. a really, really interesting yet what the fuck week of wrestling. For real though, mm-hmm. fuck the takeover. Of course, you had to get that one out, out there. Hashtag join takeover. Join the dark order. Well said too. There's also join the dark order, but for now it's hashtag join takeover. I'm still waiting um, out to apply for like the Black Bull Combat Club. Like, is there like? Do I have to like individually fight one of them? Do I have to reach out? Or do I have to like reach out to them individually? Do I have to talk to Regal? Like, how's this setup work? Like, at you least the Dark to... Order, it was just the website. I have no idea how it's supposed to work. Like, do I, am I supposed to go and beat up somebody in an alley and You're just like record to bleed that? With John Moxley first. Huh? You're supposed to bleed with John Moxley first. Well, that's with him. Everybody else has their own thing. Daniel Bryan beat the living dog crap out of Yuta, and it still took a yeah. You know Ooh. who? You know who? Like the Ooh. freaking. He's the parallel universe to Brian Danielson. You know? Who? 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 Sound like a fucking owl. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's been a weird. It's been week. a very weird fucking week, but um, I more guess... weird news as like with Ryback. Yeah, and... I guess that's. I guess that was honest, today. I honestly think that's where we're gonna start with things because the. I have never heard anyone go to that extent of like a rant. Yeah. And just the insults that he was throwing. Like I literally sat there. I'm like, yo, all right. Not everyone may agree with the way Vince runs ship and, and not everyone may agree with his decisions, but yo, Papa Vince is what fucking, you know, brought everyone into wrestling at some point in life or another. And he don't deserve that shit. That shit was uncalled for. This was all today. And this was all today. It's just fucking pettiness. So, we have the tweet. High side of the ropes does not condone or approve this message. No, we do not at all. Actually, we stand with Vince McMahon. Like, 100%. I'm going to censor a lot of shit in here. Because I, like, only go off the manner of, it's how the curse word is used or the word is used that makes it bad. For, mm-hmm. So for here, I'm a censor myself. Yes, this is a Beep. That's a good. Vince McMahon, idea. like most promoters, has an 
insatiable urge to have control. He had no control watching his mom get beat up as a child, which is a horrendous thing for a kid to witness as their W mom tries to make ends meet. Vince has failed to evolve. F you, old man. It's crazy how many people are okay with psycho billionaire toying with uh, innocent people's lives and W-ing out a human circus, but can't stand the actual truth of the that man's psychological weakness. 48 laws of power. Your clock is ticking, old man. You take nothing with you. Yeah, so, and um, then put out another uh, reply in that tweet basically saying he doesn't care to apologize yeah. and doesn't, you know, down escalating it and all that shit. So, the, so you went uh, overboard. We, yeah. We, yeah, we didn't want to say the W word. Um, I will say it is another word for harlot. Um, if you don't know what that means, go look it up and you'll get the reference. Um, or a very PG or uh, X-rated version mm-hmm. of what how JR would say Jezebel. Jezebel, yes. There we go. Um, very uncalled for. And uh, it was I, out of nowhere. It was, yeah, this literally was one of those things where it just like appeared and it's like, well, now this is a thing. Fuck you, Ryback. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Ryback. Like that. That's fucking that like Scott Steiner didn't even take shit that far. And that was the first thing I thought about afterwards. Hey, look who's back. Oh, look who's entered the room. Okay, so he wasn't John asleep. Boy. Almost. Hey guys. But yeah, it almost reminded back. me a bit of Steiner, just with that reckless abandon with everything he was saying. Yeah. But also you're talking about a man's mother who passed away. It has nothing to do with the conversation. And even Ryback, who's kind of made a career of just like crying on his podcast recently, uh, this is like a stretch even for him. Yeah. Like my, my take on this is I feel like this is like a business matter, and you know how you're supposed to separate business and personal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he kind of crossed over that line. Like yeah. You yeah, just he definitely... involved a person who one can't defend himself because it's not here. Two, like you just really. Involved, like, no, that's not right. You can't involve involve somebody's mother, let alone if she's here or not. Exactly. Like, that's... uh, I feel like Ryback's got a lot of personal business issues with Vince that he never got to let out, but this is not the way to do it at all. I just think he's naive as hell. Like, that is not even the way to go about it. Like, you change your name to your actual wrestling name just to spite vince and then have that ongoing lawsuit over the rights to the name which is why he hasn't really been anywhere besides the indies and crying in his podcast room yeah, yeah you so, know when he usually slaps his so, head and he says yeah, stupid yeah so yeah, i'm, so I'm just i'm just gonna dub him rye bitch and call it a day or you can say cry back cry back that's a good one too but here's a good, good one and here's the one. thing as someone who has lost a parent whether you have beef with them or not, the one thing you never do is bring up someone's dead relative. This just goes to show you That's really have saying. nothing new to yeah, really say and nothing to really complain about or even a foundation to even argue on. That's That was what I was trying to get to. You separate business versus personal. Exactly. It's like you're and literally just going for the biggest cheap shot. He basically both grabbed both things and stirred it into a pot and just blended it all together. Well, yeah, that's probably what he did with his steroids. I mean, he sells his own supplements, so... Uh, I don't advise you to go buy them. But anyways... Yeah, they'll, make you, were, they'll make you as stupid as Ryback. Or, as my friend here would say, cry back. Yeah, right, bitch. Um, 
anyway, yeah, that was everything that that was the tweet that uh Ryback put out earlier today. Um I'm just gonna, you know, end that topic with um I hope he gets the help that he needs. And um yeah, I'm just gonna honestly keep it moving. There's nothing I haven't already said that I have more to say, really. I hope uh, somebody takes his phone away and takes away his Twitter and he doesn't get any social media back until we learn just, how to live on Mars and his only form of social communication is by reverting back to a fucking Nokia brick phone. Oof, that's punishment. Wow. And then he gets his social media back and look at everyone else on Mars. That's that, torture. That, that's torture. Yeah. That's torture. Um, Assuming he makes it to that point. I can't see the future, so we don't know. Yeah, and hopefully, but Nokia for you. And hopefully, he gets his ego in check too, because he's not—he was not that big of a person to be making such a big deal out of himself. Anyway, uh, moving on. As far as other people having things to say, um, this person actually had some things to say, but uh, revolving the well-being of herself, and that is Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon. Oh yeah. So you saw like the podcast, a podcast clip I showed you. Yes, with uh, Chris Van Vliet. Shout out Chris Van Vliet. The Remember the dude. one time he worked for like AEW for that short span? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah, it was like right when it started up. He kind of reminds me of Daniel Tosh. Really? A little bit. He kind of looks like Daniel Tosh. Not going to lie. Okay. That's a good thing, though. I love Daniel Tosh. I think you're funny as hell. Uh, I miss the show. Tosh.0 was the shit. It was. Uh, so I have like a quote from it. Uh, this is from Athena on the Van Vliet podcast. We would have to sit through these stupid meetings about how we'd have to dress sexy. I remember looking at someone and laughing. I cater to children. I'm not about to wear fishnet booty butt cheek shorts because we had a two hour meeting on how to dress like Mandy Rose. That's not fair. Mandy is absolutely phenomenal and an amazing person, but no, but not everyone is Mandy Rose. I started seeing this downslope as soon as Hunter was gone. And yeah, that's the end of that one quote. But you heard like that whole like uh, snippet about how she started with the frustrations. Yep. And it started with uh, them taking Shotzi away. Yeah, because and, they, were, they were an already established tag team. And they had merchandise. And, and they the, had merchandise. They had everything. Everything and, was in place for them. It wasn't even that she got called up. It was that she was put in like another tag team right off the bat. And also, like, to, like, uh, go with, like, Tegan, who was teamed with her. Tegan was just doing a solo thing herself. Meanwhile, Shotzi was with Ember. Like, they had their own merch. And she even said how some writers didn't even know that they were a tag team. And it's like, how do you not know? Exactly. You should watch the product. And not only that, it's like the writers of their own, of the show that they're on had no idea that they were a tag team. It's just like, how do you not know? You're writing the stories for these people. And how it went from uh, her, like, saying, like, okay, well, let me go on a losing streak, try and put, like, some new talent over, and then, like, turn, like, and it'll be, like, naturally. Yeah. And then it was, like, one thing after the other, and it just got, like, halted. And then it's like, okay, well, we want you to be called up, but we want the old Ember Moon with, like, the fire hair and the contacts, and we're going to look to get the music. So we need you to do that. And she basically said, like, I went, got, like, whiskey, sat down. Because she dyes her own hair. It took, like, about eight hours, eight eight hours, hours yeah. to get it that color. Yeah. Because her, like, uh, person she got, like, the dye from went down with the pandemic and closed shop. So 
she had to do everything and buy everything herself, which like, is admirable as shit. And it also is. expensive as fuck. Yeah. Exactly. How much whiskey it's going to take to mm-hmm. fucking get your hair that color. And then, like, cut, like, a video package that, like, fit that. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, after her first match of uh, of the losing streak being off TV for four weeks and then putting her in 205 live in the main against Cora mm-hmm. and then that call up and then saying we want this and then right when she came with the video package it's like well Vince wants to take you off TV indefinitely and also when she went to go ask like what was going on Hunter didn't know and then Hunter was gone yeah and at the time nobody really knew why Hunter left it's just that he wasn't there and that he didn't really know either. Yeah, and then the fact that, like, like she was being taken off TV indefinitely, even though they kept, even though she did nothing wrong. Yeah, no, she even yeah. asked, like, what she did wrong, because she did everything that she, uh, they asked. Yeah. I remember her saying, like, she gave my whole right side, like, uh, from, like, my knee surgery to, like, my elbow. Like, I've literally given my whole right side, Yeah, like, for you guys and everything. And, like, take Shotzi away. And she wasn't even a tag team person. Like, when I heard her talk, it sounded like Austin. And she's also from Texas, too, which fits. Yeah. Like, she didn't like uh, to do, like, the tag team because there's too many, like, moving parts. And, like, not that she doesn't like it. It's just that it's not for her. Because yeah. you have to, like, rely on three other people and, like, be in sync. And she actually got to used to it and adjusted to it with Shotzi, but then had that taken away. And everyone kind of knew that she was kind of like a solos person. Yeah. And it was just one frustration and pulled plug and stop start. And yeah. she said like the first card that she had, uh, first time she ever pulled this card was, uh, I'm not going to show up, cancel all my flights, hotels. Like, I'm just going to go home. Uh, I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to go anywhere unless you have creative for me. And I want to know what it is before you tell, before uh, I get over there. And she's like, that's the first time she pulled it. And she thought like afterwards, like, did I just quit? Yeah. But they tried to move her to being a coach. Yeah. Like they did. They literally tried to like ease it in there. Like, Oh, we're thinking about making you like head of developmental. And you know, you, you're, good with all the new yeah. guys and all that stuff it's and, like, it was like well because she wanted like some reward out it's like oh oh well it's not all lost ember like exactly. you can you they can really still like work you can still like work with like some new talent like teach some classes and like she even said herself like it's like the matches that happen is basically in front of nobody and, and it's just people who only show up just to really get paid yeah and it's like it's like what they did with uh joe birch and uh, Oni, like they kind of just after 2.0, they kind of just buffed them over to the performance center and be like Triple H's crew and whatnot. Yeah, they kind of literally just like, uh, like without anyone really knowing, kind of just like pushing them out the yeah. door. And even her saying like that backstage atmosphere, how different it was, mm-hmm. and how some people were even forming like like their own like pity parties and stuff out of it and didn't know like how are they on tv and everything and there wasn't like any of that Mm -hmm. at that time and she was like this was like the one place where it had everything from raw and smackdown that i was trying to get away from but i want to bring it back to uh the quote you said like how they wanted everybody to dress sexier oh yeah it's like we're not in the fucking 2010s 
We are in the 2022s. We're in the point where we've had, what, three women's main events of Mania? Or two main events and one co-main? No, we've had about three women main event Mania. We had 35, then there was night one of 37, and then there was, uh... Fuck, was there another one? Damn, I, I, was there only I, two? I was thinking Ronda and Charlotte, but then I remembered Austin. Yeah, but it was supposed to be. But, but yeah, uh, like we've had that. There's we've two. Had, we've had that. We've had women's main event pay per view. We've had first ever women's Hell in a Cells, Chambers, Rumbles, all women's pay per view. Knock off a stardom. But besides the point. But like we've had all this shit, and now you're telling them to dress sexier, like. And I see, and also like, some of them weren't even comfortable see, with it. Exactly, to bring back the divas. Exactly, yeah. they're trying to bring back the divas, the television aspect, yeah. the fame, like the fame, the the skinny girls everything. with very short skirts. Exactly, they're trying to go back to an era that yes, it worked for that point in time. It almost befuddles me with some of the releases too, considering some of them were in the new type of angles that they were pushing anyway. Exactly, and I know. That they have like the standard has now been established as Mandy Rose, and we've all seen it coming. Yeah, she's great in ring, like she's phenomenal in she's ring. Got, she's, she's gotten so much better yeah. since like like what she's doing life. right now is probably like the, the promise, best, the exactly. promise that we thought that we were gonna get from her when she was a part of Paige's absolution. Yes. Like, but, and now it's like she has her own thing, like she's part of a faction that held all the gold. They're over. And continues to hold all the gold. Mm-hmm. And she's like had like credible like title defenses against three of like the best NXT women's have yeah, at the moment, and one yeah. Cora Jade, who's an aspiring uh, new star, and two like with Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai, who are the one of the best that the company has. As a thing, it's like WWE is going all based off looks, and who's got that model shape? They're going through the. They're going for the looks. They're going for. The age. It's yeah. the sex sells thing. Exactly. It, it's they're trying to they're trying to make it low key as fuck, but it's really not working. It's out there. Like we can all tell. Mm-hmm. I blame John Laurinaitis. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, because after Triple H lost power, who who got who gained more power? It wasn't even that he lost power. He left because of the heart thing. But we kind of knew that they were doing something when some of the releases that were behind the scene when it came out, like who they were, it's like, these were triple H's like circle of like people that he went to and like did production and all that stuff for like the NXT that we all enjoyed. And they're all gone and replaced with like either people from main roster or people they just hired for that position. You also got to think of this way. Every higher up OG from NXT are basically gone already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. William Regal. He had a that big, was a firing that surprised the shit out of me. Role in what NXT was yeah. based about. So ever since he left, uh-huh. NXT literally went upside down. He was also a talent scout too. I still remember exactly. the photo, like uh, in 2019, of him in the balcony at PWG, just like uh, scouting talent. And it was like quite that. a fucking photo too, just like scornfully like looking over and shit, like he was fucking like, Batman. Like Regal, this is why black and gold. NXT has my heart. I can't yeah. watch the today NXT. It's not like, the same. Like it's it had, not, it's it had not regal, the same, but it's also not bad. Yeah, it's not. But come on, like I'll say it's bad, I, with the exception we'll, we'll, of like we'll, we'll, a few we'll things. It's not. Yeah, we'll get there. yeah. But we'll yeah, get like there. it had regal, Joe, Birch, Lorkin, Dunn, Dunn, fucking Champa, Gargano, 
But no, I'm talking about back and also backstage, like Joe Regal and all them, yeah, and Road Dog and Michaels. Michaels is still there. Yeah, well, he's yeah. like the only one who's still there. Literally. Oh yeah, because so they that's act, it. Because most people that they want that people the people that have experience with Bloom it, is not even there they're anymore, not even right? they won't even Bloom do it. Is not there anymore, right? Uh, I think he's still a coach. I haven't heard anything on oh, Bloom. He's still there. Yeah, yeah. but I think okay, Bloom still well, works there. That's another one. Like that, he's literally the only two that's still there. Yeah, the OGs. Because even Sean said he's had a hard time. Like he called like Triple H a lot just to ask him for help. Like when he wasn't there, like the first couple months, because even he didn't know like what to do for certain shit. So he just called him. No. Yeah, because Triple H has one of those unique minds, and especially with the help of like Regal and Joe, guys who like Regal has one of the most unique looks at when it comes to like the view wise has one of the most unique looks of professional wrestling. Regal's that dude. Just mm. hands down Regal's that guy. Regal is yeah. the best. Regal is number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's fucking uh, crazy how it, it, it's nuts how it's nuts how it's like you got a few companies out there now. Like it's not just one anymore. You get a little something a little bit different from each of them. Yeah. But WWE is trying, again, to rely too much on old tactics, old stories. I mean, really, we're we're, we're really playing the Mr. America role with Ezekiel slash Elias. I mean, they're going the comedy route, so at least they have that going for it. At least they're not playing it like it's a serious thing. It would have been even more shit. Yeah, I mean, with the Ultimate Warrior, Ezekiel. Yeah, but no, all the video. Yeah, but no, uh, like the, the whole sex sells thing. I mean, yeah, it's it's a thing and all, but not everyone on your roster is going to look exactly like Mandy Rose. Yeah, like just, and, just get the thought out of your head. It's not even just the sex sells; it's also the age and whatnot. Like the same shit with uh, Taya Valkyrie. And whatnot, like they're yeah. like, I get it. You want the younger, you, you want the people. young, you want the younger, but you also want a good for marketing. And you also and you want that, them right? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, for example, like Cora Jade, go for it. Very young, mm-hmm. great, but she looks very green. Yeah, she does. So, yeah. but you she trained them. I think Cora Jade's got potential. I disagree on saying Cora Jade say. looks green. I, I think, think uh, the I other think girl, like Lacey, who like literally can't do much, of much in that freaking other girl NXT. That Nikita Lyons has yes, her. That's what I'm talking Last about. Legends. Yes, like, she's another green. Like you got to train them. Like, yeah, like, 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 what about Omos, who's already on like, the main roster? Like, I. I think Cora Jade's got some really, really good potential. She does, and like I, a course. little more training, and she's good. She's going. I give dude. her five like, years, and she'll probably be like Raw or SmackDown fighting for one of the belts. Like, like I get, like I get the whole fucking train them to be the best, but like you can't Thank just you, you can't just throw them in the performance center for six months and then put them on TV. Like I, fu- it took me six months, and I had my first match, but it was very basic. Exactly, but you're putting them out in uh, in live TV, giving them 10, 15 minutes ring time, and it it doesn't connect. 
you want like it took me three fucking years to at least get to the point where I'm at right now. Some people take six months, a year, two years, and five it, years. Some it, people get it the next day. And Athena even said it. She's like, in the in. By the time I left, you can see who in the locker room was there because they wanted to be there, or who was there to collect the paycheck. And that's how it feels like today. A lot of exactly. the people that are in there today just look like they just come in just to collect the paycheck and just look good on TV. Exactly. Yeah, and like, but little, little do they know they're botching basically almost every move that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's the problem with the fact that, like. Back to like what I was saying before, like, like about Cora J and whatnot. Like she's perfect for a PR point of view, yeah, but not good for like investors and the stock market, which WWE focuses so heavily on. That's why she's on NXT. Because if she would have been in the main roster, she would have had much more of an exposure. She would have exactly. gotten her popularity boosted. I think it has very little to do with that and just how they like. Are non-consistent booking. It has nothing that, to do with like new stars. They clearly want plays one factor. image of like what they want. It's not let's build them into their own organic thing. It's let's build them into what we see them as being, despite like any changes that happen along the way. Yeah. We know how stubborn they are. they are. Like when she said like Mandy Rose specifically, I mean we could kind of get the picture of what she means. Because yeah. Mandy is the type of girl that WWE always go after. Blonde, the model-looking woman. Yep. Like, and some of them have never wrestled before. Yep. And that's nothing on Mandy because Trish didn't have any prior yeah. wrestling background at all and either. She, and she became one of the best women's wrestlers yeah, and of now, her generation. And now they think what? that they can do that with everyone now. Well, you know why Trish Stratus was so great? Because she was probably trained the proper way. The same yeah, way that these people should be trained. Take what Randy Orton said, for instance. A lot of these people in NXT don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'll disagree with that because he was talking about not the NXT that we have right now. Yeah, but if they didn't know what the fuck they were doing back then, what the fuck do they know? What the fuck do they know now? I don't know. I think he's just thinking about it in a different. I'm thinking. I say he's thinking about it in a different point of view. I'm not gonna agree. And that when Randy said that, William Regal was still there. Yeah. Just imagine how it is today without the OGs. When Randy Orton said, what the F are they doing? Regal was already gone. That's what I'm saying. But, but he's, no, he's, talk, he's talking about the NXT that NXT he was talking about. Randy, Were you talking about the whole Flipboard thing that he was talking about a while ago? Because that was like in 2019 where he started to act up about it again. Point is, a lot of these people in NXT don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well... I'll disagree because Orton's was talking about the NXT that we all loved and enjoyed. That's what and I'm I will say they knew what they were doing because also Triple H in his creative had something in mind. But you know, and the whole thing with Ember Moon was that she got lost in the shuffle. I say who's green, who has like little experience or anything has shit to do with what Ember Moon's complaint is, to be honest. I think it's just a completely another issue they have going on besides that. Because the whole thing that she was in NXT for was to basically not prep her for the main roster, but just like, you know, run her through, like, you know, work with some new people and then just to get her back up to the main roster, just to write like a story to get her there again, like a little short one. And it just got her lost in the shuffle. So I could say it has very little shit to do with 
anybody else because they went to pair her with Cora, which she said, yeah, I'll do it. But at the same time, she even said she was getting so frustrated that she's either going to snap like herself or she's going to take it out on a talent. But yeah. that's, but that's still also to understand too that they don't like certain people that they go back to NXT. It mm-hmm. only works with some of them. Yeah, it worked with Finn Balor perfectly. I wish the NXT Finn Balor that we got could be the Finn Balor that we get today. No, well, it's back to the same old one. But unfortunately, but no. you know, change happens, exactly. and just like change happens. But now we what got the Natalia. fuck? What the fuck happened with the tag team titles? Well, that's a whole other that's story. Well, 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 let's get into that. Well, well, let's get into that, shall we? So the it went from being a tag team match that everyone was hyped the fuck up to see. It was yeah. a tag team unification Mind title you, match that we, went into a three on three tag. We were already advertised the contract signing and everything. Yep. We were really like, okay, we're gonna get this for the pay per view. And then the contract signing gets fu- gets fucking thrown out, and then Adam Pierce is just like, screw the fucking contract. It's gonna be a six man tag team player. No, the explanation was so piss poor. Austin Theory texting Vince McMahon to get an impromptu match with The Miz and Mustafa Ali I just, made more sense than this. I just like how Roman was the one who told the Usos to make history themselves and unify the belts. And the same man who went and ripped up the contract. <laughs> and, ins- and got inserted into and the match. Inserted to the match. I, like, feel like, I feel like this is going to lead to... Uh, Either Jimmy or Jay fucking leaving well, the bloodline. Well, that's the thing. Apparently, there's no plans for Roman to even defend the title. They did start the a feud with Drew, but this is uh, the taped uh, two episodes of uh, SmackDown they're yeah, using to cover they... the two weeks. But uh, what happened was with Paul Heyman, he approached Pierce and said, like, uh, oh, is Roman, like, booked for, like, backlash? I think you should make this, like, a three-on-three tag match because Drew came out and caused interference and everything. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I should do that because this is a big match. And he's like, I'd like to see how the board would react to uh, you booking a pay-per-view without Roman Reigns on the card. And it's like, I mean, they didn't oh, really... oh, okay. And then it's like, oh, it's now a three-on-three match. It's like, I like how you say booked on the card and you couldn't think of another loophole to do it. Instead of maybe a title match, it's just, let's give him what he wants. Like, just, really? And if you guys look at it, too, like, we've been, this is what they've been building this whole time. Mm-hmm. Ever since Roman won both belts. What goes to Raw, and he's like, you guys going to have to find that on SmackDown. Shinsuke comes and, inter- like, interrupts or whatever. Whatever happened to that? No, nothing. They just dropped it. Yeah, they just dropped it. And then, like I said, Roman goes, tells the Usos, hey, go unify the belts. The same man who says go unify the belts is the same man who ripped up the contract. Well, let me also just point what this out. What are we getting to? What are you building up what? to? The only, there's only one thing in clear path, and it's Roman versus Rocket Mania. That's the that's only, then. That's well, we the have only a long thing. Wait until then. Yeah, but that's the only thing they seem fixated on. But, you know, because that's the only thing they seem to be prepping for. So how do you expect to make new stars and make them superstars when you're just basically waiting for another WrestleMania? I'm, I'm t- just I, to get the Rock. I said this before. I will say it again. This the Tribal Chief character, amazing start, but now they're starting to fumble with it. It's like if 
It's not Fuck that it. it's fumbling. Is I become I feel like it's becoming stale now. Yeah. Well, well that well that's it's the, becoming a little stale. stale. Like it's kind of like but that's what that's what I mean by stump, yeah. by fumbling it. It's like Matt, imagine your fucking favorite football team went undefeated and got to the Super Bowl and fucking choked. Like right as they're there. Oh, you mean like the uh well not undefeated, but you mean like the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Like they like they got all the way to the Super Bowl. Yep. And, and then, then they choked. But they're known for doing that. But so I mean, yeah. but that's still the same okay. thing with like the Roman storyline. It's like you have so much potential in it. You have so many stars in the show that you can make storylines out of. They Mad fired Cap, all of them. Madcap Moss just became a. I know you didn't just say no. Madcap Moss Listen, in the same like sentence see, as Roman Reigns. I would like to see Madcap Moss call out Roman for a title match, and Roman just fucking squashed a man. I would not like that's, to see him even give building him... a star. Uh, yeah, that's no, no, it's not. I'm being sarcastic. Listen. No, because he's like throwing his hands up, saying like he's got it, and it's like, like no. no, he doesn't. Why can't we just see something different? Is what I'm asking for. I don't want to see that because it does nothing for nobody. All their out of the box ideas have not been good. Because Roman squashes Madcap, it goes directionless. Because I don't buy Madcap as a guy who could even potentially challenge Roman. The only credibility that you could have was, oh, he eliminated AJ at the Rumble, which everyone already hated thing. anyway. Yeah, thing. we took a they shot actually, for it. They actually have a very big star that they, there's like a bunch of things that they can do with it. And hear me out with this. They have a big star in front of them, but instead they're going to give him the generic big man treatment, and that's Veer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's already in the midst of it. <laughs> he's just doing squash matches now. That's what I mean. He's, he's getting the generic big man until... treatment. He doesn't need it. They're gonna do. They're gonna keep doing squash matches until they have him go against the Moss, and then boom. And they're not even doing it like how. And, oh, and I'm sorry, Omos would be a great example of green. Omos is more green than most of the people in NXT. Like it's worse because he's on the main roster, and it's no. even more worse but... when you add the crap that hey, let's take away the hurt business. But and give it to somebody that Vince wants. As green as that man is, his story is impressive. 6-1 by the age of 11. Okay, yeah, he has an impressive Damn. story, but it doesn't mean that I have to agree with the direction. Well, yeah, I don't, obviously. Like, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. It's like, this is what happens when fucking... Vince sees another Andre the Giant. No, not even that. This is also what happens when you fucking fuck up one of the stories that everybody's been wanting... For like the last two years, and that was Biggie to be a world champion. Well, they just dropped that after Brock won the title, yeah, and I yeah, like yeah. how the whole thing was because uh, Roman stepped out of day one because he got COVID, and they said that Brock uh, winning the US, the not US, uh, the WWE uh, championship. I was thinking Universal title because sorry for you, uh, but didn't change their plans, and it was like set for a unification match. Okay, so it was just to screw Biggie, like intentionally, just because of that, just to get to that unification match, and then for him to just be directionless. Not even that for a while, and not only that, he's almost feeling like he's direct directionless and making the Usos directionless by proxy because he went from ending his feud with Lesnar. Which honestly, if this is the last match they ever had, I would look back on their whole match series and feud as a whole with actually like more positivity than I have for the most part. Cause I was kind of like, their match at mania was pretty basic for what it was. 
But it was like nice for that crowd response and the character development that happened to that point. Yeah. But now it's like he doesn't have anything to do. And I know there was like that rumor of, oh, he's injured, but he was wrestling Drew on house shows. Okay, so he's not injured. And he is wrestling Drew on house shows to maybe get used to his style and something else because they've only fought each other once and that was a good ass fucking match yeah. so i'm all for to see him go out again but you drop shinsuke and then he's like oh go unify the tag titles which okay you're gonna try and push them to basically follow in your footsteps of being dominant over a set division yeah. but then you cancel that and insert yourself into it it's beyond stop start i am like I don't even know they know what the hell they're going to do because they took a title unification match and switched it with a six-man tag, which honestly would have worked on a SmackDown, but not for a pay-per-view considering the match that we were originally going to get was far bigger than that. Exactly. I mean, that was basically history making. That that match was actually the one reason I was really looking forward to the show because I had no belief... That, that uh Roman was going to compete. It was that and, and the conclusion to Ronda in Charlotte. Because I kind of really hope they don't keep feuding after this. But the tag unification I was looking forward to. Because the last one I ever saw that was a tag unification. Uh, well, I think it was on the pre-show. Like the 24th anniversary of WrestleMania. Between like Carlito and the dirt sheet. And that was like on the pre-show. So it would be nice to actually see it get some actual attention and i actually thought since that's the biggest match they have what if that's like the main event like a tag team title unification match as a pay-per-view main event yeah that sounds unorthodox for wwe it's usually a singles one-on-one or a women's one-on-one depending on who's there with like a stipulation or something or a match stipulation if it's like the rumble or something yeah i actually have it but it's just so directionless and it's like do they even know what rome like forget uh what's roman gonna do like uh to fill himself towards mania do you even know what roman's gonna be doing at SummerSlam? how about money in the bank hey survivor series yeah survivor series oh yeah who do you even have uh idea of like who their dream like champion versus champion is gonna be on different fucking uh brands right now roman's gonna fight reigns but uh, with that being said uh Hopefully they figure something out. Hopefully they figure some direction out and a direction that makes sense. Listen, I'm going to call this right now. If this is leading to Drew versus Roman, take my money. If it is leading to it. I mean, if it is, I'm with it. it. Like I said, if it is, if this is basically planting the seed for Roman versus Drew, take my money. Take my money. It's just weird because. it happens in the UK show. I don't think it'll happen at the UK show. We got no, a while no, before then. No, there's no plan because it's like Drew is like to defend at all. Yeah, really. within like the next couple months, like there's no. Plans. I don't know about a couple months, but so far there's no plans for him to defend it at the pay per view. Before there was, but it's like they pre-taped the shows, and now it's a six man, and it's like, are they doing that because he's not trying to aggravate it? Like, what's the deal? Is it saved for the next pay per view, which I think is Hell in a Cell? Uh, it's October, isn't it? uh, no, they moved that up. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, Money in the Bank is now in a stadium now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, well, let's see what happens. Yep. Uh, we'll be back with the second half of the show right after this.
god. What the fuck? How much did you oh, smoke? Oh god. Not enough. Not enough. People yes. that know of Jimmy Neutron will get the reference. I'm out here blazed out of my mind. Dude, well, Dude you always are. Your namesake is mind. after that. <laughs> yeah, we get it. <laughs> so yeah, we're here with the uh the second half of this show and uh yeah, this is the part where we um you know, cover all the unfortunate releases that happened yet again. And according to a few sources that I've seen just here and there, they're not done. It's hypothetical, but even Sean Ross Sapp was wrong about it. Like, uh, he originally thought it was nine. And then another person got added. And it was one that was rumored along with the uh already mentioned some now we have a list of 10 people that's that's nuts so just to give you guys some insight of who got uh released page that... prince valley sajana george mm-hmm. draco anthony yep mila milani yep raylin divine malcolm bivens persia parada harland aka parker Brudeau. Dakota Kai and Dexter Loomis. Wait, so that girl, what was that girl's name that you said? Dakota Kai, Persia Parada. Wasn't it that girl that was in that um, segment with um, Indy Hartwell? Yes. Yeah. So some of these people, some of the some of these individuals, were involved in major story in storylines. Yes, because they did not run these releases by any of the writers yet again. Yeah. Which is no surprise. So, like you said earlier. Like I said earlier, Joe Gacy is going into a title match, a big deal, against Braun Breaker with, you know, initially built in, you know, with his manager behind him, Harland, is now going into this alone. No, like, how I'm... is this? All right, now they got to redo the whole thing because Harland, it, 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 they had to incorporate Harland into the match somehow and be it like and what, what the fuck not diamond to mine. They, diamond mine too. diamond mine just lost their manager like, exactly they Malcolm lost Evans. another member like when they first debuted like three of them got released mm-hmm. like dexter loomis that was one that was just like wait really i feel bad for indy because she had her tag team partner her on-screen love interest like fired like at the same time exactly and i was thinking about it earlier and it was like she went from being like the girl in the mask that was helping the way, mm-hmm. then to being like that protege for them, yep. then having that love like interesting with Dexter, which ended up becoming the biggest thing that the new NXT had as an angle. Mm-hmm. I mean, their first NXT thing ended in the marriage thing. Yeah. And so that seemed like nice for her. But after that, it was just like, oh, hey. Here's Persia Parada. Here's her love storyline, where I think his name is Duke Hudson. Yeah. Uh, and here's your regular same old shtick, except with these two in the tag division, just filler spot, basically. And now it's like she's doing nothing. And I feel bad because I was thinking about it, and I was like, I can only imagine what they're going to do to try to figure out what to do with her. Mm-hmm. And repackaging wise i think like they wouldn't even give her a new gimmick i don't think they call her up i'm thinking just like the way they would find to solve that would be oh let's change her name because then it's just we get to move on 
to the next big thing because now it's like a new person sort of thing. Yep. Which is now like their sort of mantra of how they do things, which I think is what they might do with Indy unless she's on the next cut of releases, which I find it very fucking strange that these cut of releases come out right when Ali comes back to TV. Yeah. Like that's fucking strange. Certain things just doesn't add up. It's it like, doesn't. Like, like this was right. a planned release. It's like, like all right, how many people? How many of these people were cut for Cody's pyro? Like, how honestly, many? Like honestly, think Which about ones? it this way: WWE is basically training these young athletes, right? Don't they got this whole new athletic athletic signees going on? Yeah, like a, mean, it's like a like system to where they'd get like athletes from like colleges. Like there's these two girls who are like uh, great at basketball. They're also like twins that they're very interested in. So how do you in that system feel knowing that if you're going to NXT as your first step into the wrestling industry basically how do you feel comfortable knowing that these releases are going on? I feel and like it could be anybody. I feel Parker Bordeaux is a good example of goes to show like how quickly they can just be like done with it. It's like it almost feels like back out we were like in middle school or elementary school, how quickly fads happened and gone, Bro, like fucking heelys and shit. Literally, like this is like that, except like we're creative. Oh, like this is hot for Vince or Pritchard or what Vince is like looking at because he looks at nxt and has pritchard in charge of it so it goes like oh i'm gonna need a guy i want to call somebody up he can go and look at it and it's going oh i know that guy that's that guy that i've had pritchard do this because he knows i like this is he ready let me see okay he's ready and he can pluck him and put him somewhere else Mm -hmm. but it goes to show how much of a fad that changes because parker looked like the type of guy to have like once again everything vince wants it almost sounds like a broken record because we've seen dozens of guys mm. sign with WWE and I say guys because like people like Cross people like Lee like these big athletic guys because like it's not widely not known but since when the steroid trial happened they moved away from like these like cut and ripped guys and started to go to like more natural like like heavier side like athletes or taller guys that look like they have more of a natural build and that yeah. sort of became Vince's niche for people that he's interested in like you know like mabel and like mm-hmm. stuff like that and yokozuna so that seems like the type of model that we would say like oh that's the type of guy that vince like that big guy who can move maybe not be good on the promo yet but with some work he can be mm-hmm. and parker looked like he had it like Heyman endorsed him and that looked like that was enough as is Please. but then they shaved his head Please. gave Every him day. the name harland and stuck him with and joe gacy Made him not look creep. Made him look like a serial killer please. in a lineup for a mugshot. Please, and every day, every single day, this motherfucker at work. Yo, yo, get ready, man. Get ready, little Brock Lesnar about to pull up. I'm like, oh god, no, you were not. hyping that up. Uh, no, he's was. not. Because, no, he's not. Oh god, and then that happened. I really every they were gonna, every day for like a straight month. Yo, little Brock Lesnar about to pull up tonight. I'm telling you, you know no, why? For... Because I was really convinced that WWE actually had a chance of bringing someone new, someone young, someone compared to a young Brock Lesnar, who could have literally took down that path and went into like a mass destruction. But here's the thing. Down his path. But, but here's the thing. WWE is also hiring a bunch of people that 
are not familiar with wrestling. Yeah, it's like, like they want to basketball players. How are you Olympic wrestlers any better? But here's answer that. How are you making the product any better if you're hiring non wrestlers? Because they want to the make their own stars. They want to make... like have them be like we made them because they had nothing to do with wrestling oh, until they introduced better. them to it. But here and also here's the thing you gotta remember is that when it comes to wrestling and just life in general, trends are hot for a hot minute yeah. and then they're gone. Exactly. Like there were tr- like there are trends like Eula said, like the wheelies and Heelys. 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 How Heelys. dare you? But like shit like that that was hot and I remember those too. Fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. Oh, those that's were- the most recent one. Fidget spinners. That died out. I like fidget spinners. But but here's the thing. Now it's Crocs. <laughs> But here's the thing. Nah. Crocs made a comeback, bro. No, they Cobbs not. Made a, Crocs made a yeah, comeback. Yeah, no, I'm following that. Yo, Bougie, help me. Ar- help me argue One, this. two, Fuck. three. No. Thanks. <laughs> he tried to call for backup, and we wouldn't let him. <laughs> Fuck the takeover. But what I'm saying is... Hey, takeover. Like, not fucked, but him. But, like, these guys, like, the young Brock Lesnar, people were hyped, like, oh, yeah, I could see him being in WWE. But yeah. that's only off of that's only off of looks. Like you see a guy fucking. I'm not gonna go say like oh the six two no like five eleven, Jack, good athlete. Just because he's a good athlete doesn't mean he's gonna translate good for in ring competition. Right, so can we use Veer Mahan as an example? He no. was a former baseball player. Well, he won it off of the million dollar arm because he uh just like threw like a baseball like 95 miles yeah. per hour and that's how he and got he, dude, he, like dude. a job as like being a professional baseball player he's because he just had a cool. stupid arm and then they're like have you ever played no example. we'll pay you to <laughs> perfect example why because they're giving him a huge push right now that we waited he surpassed the emelina timing of coming to raw the biggest push ever and this is where we're getting from Veer versus Harlan, who could have been down that same path. For me, it's that they never even gave him a chance they to really speak. They really never did. It's more so we couldn't even know him. who he they was. They work. hired him, shaved his head, and then sent him on his way. Yeah. Well, here's, basically. Well, here's the thing with did the, he even have a match? No. No. He never had a match. No. no. So but, you but just he, base, so you just hire him just to stand there with just to stand him. But he's just an extra, basically. But here's the thing, and like what Eula said about like uh, never got to know what he was like. That works for some people, but for other people, it doesn't work. Like Dexter Loomis, we didn't hear him. We barely heard him talk. We the last time I remember hearing him talk was during the fucking uh, wedding. wedding. That yeah. was it. That was it. Like that's still like that like that character, like Sam Shaw in general. He looks like a fucking creepy dude. He doesn't need to say shit. He looks like his video after he got released Sam, was amazing. Sam Shaw looks like he doesn't need to like strangle me to like kill me. Like he, he just, just has to, to look, look at, at me. Yeah. Like and it's just like, okay, I'm walking away. No, no, stay there. Like, stay there. I'm I'm good. I'm like, good. Like his name, Dexter. A reference to the TV show, which exactly. is about a serial killer. I fucking love it because he had it all down. Like, down to him having, like, the same gloves that, like, Dexter wore in the show. Like, him throwing people, like, in the trunk and kidnapping them. He's done shit like that before. And, like, and like yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, Dexter was one of those guys who didn't need to talk at all. He really did For 
so, uh, but but that's also because we got to, we already he was established before because we knew him from Impact and yes. whatnot. Not even that. His eyes did a lot of the talking. It did. His it did. eyes spoke more like than I've seen a lot of wrestlers actually do for a while, mm-hmm. where their eyes just actually spoke for them and they didn't need to talk. That's why I like how it went so long before he actually started to speak. Because he didn't really have to. Yeah. I remember when he showed up in the breakout tournament. He didn't win. But everybody was talking about his entrance for just how bizarre it was. And this is back when NXT was still good and watchable. And everybody was just like, what the hell was that? Like, it was like he lost, but it was just like, that was the most trippiest entrance I've ever seen. Dude, like, crawling slowly and just staring into the hard camera. With the biggest eyes, like he's freaking Mr. Fucking Vice Principal from Belleville, no eyelids. <laughs> but like, like, yeah, for some people, they don't need to talk, like Dexter. But like, Kerry Cross like, like, is a perfect example. Yeah, Cross didn't did, need to say a single. Cross word. didn't need to talk either because he also had Scarlet. But yeah. also, Scarlet didn't need to talk sometimes. Neither. She she could just walk up and like with the fucking clipboard for Keith Lee. She you just knew. Okay, something's going on. Like she didn't really need to talk. No, I wouldn't say that. I liked her her promos because she almost gave well, it yeah. like she was the final warning before like the Grim Grim Reaper went to go reap people's souls. But and that's what his entrance felt like, down to like the name Carrion being like the definition of like rotting, decaying flesh. It was because I remember when they said that. Oh, like they took away Killer Cross and replaced it with Carrion. And what the hell does Carrion mean? Oh, it has a dark definition. Looks at Link. Oh, rotting, decaying flesh. Okay, carrying cross it is. But uh, but they like, just a formula they fucked up with. But like what you said about Scarlet being like the the death omen and whatnot, like that. But that's also I'm what not I mean. saying it to that that because it's your character's finishing move in two K. It's <laughs> the one that looks like this one's Rip Taylor, Rip up, what one of like fucking King Leonidas from two K seventeen that you had. But no, but like I'm just, no, I'm just saying that in general. Rip like, Taylor. Like, as soon as she showed up, you knew, okay, shit's about to go down. Cross is coming for him. Especially with her just sliding the hourglass yeah. when Finn had the title. Like, just little things like that, saying, like, TikTok and all that. It'd be the little details. Mm-hmm. But these releases, some of them wasn't even for uh, budget cuts, as no, what the excuse was for John Lorna's. Since we're talking about Harland, it was saying that he didn't improve in ring-wise yeah. as much as they wanted to. And it goes to show that because we know we just talked about how he never had a match. That's probably why they he wasn't good enough as they felt that he was in a ring to put him on TV. Yeah, that's him, Malcolm Bivens, which Diamond Mind, um, yeah, the original Malcolm manager for Veer. <clears throat> yeah. Also, like I forget the name list of names that was originally going to be in the of uh, the original Diamond Mind, but Arturo uh, Ruas and Marina Shafir was on that list with still Malcolm Bivens as the manager and i saw that a couple days before he got released and his release was because he had turned down a contract extension after the one that he previously signed after they offered him diamond mine and he wasn't going to re-sign this one so they basically said like if you like we'll give you something if like you sign it like you know like a push or something like you know you know what yeah I mean. like what well, we have something for you you sign but we need you to like you know what i mean and he it- did it and it's uh, like the the CM Punk thing with uh Cena. Like if Punk didn't resign, Cena was gonna have to win at Money in the Bank. Yeah, I was thinking more or less like uh if he like uh what's it called? 
if he like continued to keep going, like or stay, would have been him versus like H at fucking Mania, like that similar like yeah how that would have gone right with that match. But uh, like that was just awful. Like he put out a message and gave like a shout out to like Zia Lee and a bunch of other people gave like their own shout outs, but it was uh, because he didn't uh, choose to extend his contract. Uh, Dakota Kai basically said that she had made it known that she saw her release like coming already and that she wasn't going to resign anyway. That one kind of hurt because she's one of the OGs. Like she kind of, she kind of grew up in NXT. Uh, like if you, I say about, yeah, because remember she was just kind of like that that generic baby face. Yeah, she was, and then she girl. actually had that character development when she turned on Knox, and then it was just like she's a figure in the women's division. Yeah. Like she's not just that individual like uh, person who's just here to fill out like a roster or like to put in that match because they're good just for this like one thing because they're still learning. It's like nah, like she could actually contend now. Like, so, I told you how I pissed off a certain group of people because played. uh her match against Raquel at, at a takeover, it was like, oh, she should have won. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. I'm going to miss Dakota, but I don't think she should have won that. And there's a lot of people who felt that way. And that's, that's because the, after that change, she really, like, gained a more, like, dense following because at that moment when she turned heel, it was just like everybody can get behind that and they knew who she about. was. And that's also, what I was about to say. She all, literally played her best heel when she was with Raquel Consuela. Consuela? Yes, we don't fucking know her real identity nowadays, all right? But no. Gonzalez, fucking Rodriguez. Rodriguez it's probably going to be Lopez next. Lopez, yeah. Whatever. But no, like, for, like, here's the thing. For me, you kind of saw it coming for uh, Dakota after uh, Raquel went up to the main roster. Yeah. Because that was, like, her only, like, real point of, like, still sticking around at NXT was to continue that feud with her. I mean, they won the belts together again and then lost it, like, the next time they were on TV for NXT. Mm-hmm. It didn't really, like, go anywhere from there. They didn't try to, like, go for them chasing the belts again to actually have a reign that goes longer than a week. I mean, this one lasted longer than just one TV show, so that's something for you. But uh, a bunch of other people who weren't even on TV... One of them was a referee, a female referee for uh, NXT. Not Jessica Carr, but, you know, the uh, yeah, another woman. Master, no. Yeah, she also trained at Devon uh, Dudley School. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, but these releases, especially uh, Dexter, because Dexter was like that last one yeah. that uh, Sean Ross sat, uh, gave out. Because it was like, okay, like I'm going to do the podcast about these nine releases so far. I don't think there's any more. And they put out another tweet, uh, tweet retweeting that and says, well, scratch that and then said dexter loomis so man like i found it weird because all these like oscar returned ali returned the ali ones felt more significant to me because since ali uh basically had his contract frozen there has not really been any release that wasn't like talent on screen it was like a backstage thing if there was that there wasn't like anybody else who got released from their contract. I'm surprised he actually still agreed to show up on TV. We'll probably hear about it sooner or later from him on that. But uh, he did want to get his release. He did want to get his release, and he did not want to be part of the rumble. 
he didn't want to be his uh, saying that he didn't want to be a part of the rumble. That was because uh, there were a few people who was in the rumble that offered and pitched the idea to creative that they wanted to have a spot with him in the rumble just so he could be on TV. And his tweet was basically replied to the people who wanted to work with him in the rumble as a thanks, but no thanks. I just want to have Get my the fuck out of here. Yeah. But I do have a uh, on Ali because we're talking about him, their original plans for his return. If anybody's interested in that. I'm kind of interested because it also goes with it also kind of goes with these releases because it's just like Ali wants that release so bad. He wanted it for so bad and now he's back on TV and it's just complete 180 from how definite he seemed on wanting to leave. I'm at least happy that Retribution is not back. I don't think we're ever going to. I'm still annoyed. Face like he's a member of the fucking A team. Fuck the takeover. Uh, I think I think his name was Mace. Yeah, then they changed it to face. Really? Like, that's true. They changed it to face. Like, that wasn't a joke. Like, they really changed it to face. And I was like, face. Like, like the A-team face. And it's like, yep. Like, the A-team face. Not the gimmick, but the name. Face. Okay, so, Ali. We're told last week, Creative came up with ideas. This is from Sean Warsap, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creative came up with the ideas to bring back Ali to WWE television. As of Sunday afternoon, plans actually called for Mustafa Ali to lose the match against The Miz, but virtually everything played out as it was planned. Ali was scheduled to be at Raw Monday and meet with Johnny Ace, according to people within the company, and had yet to be informed of Creative plan- uh, plans at that point. Those that we've spoken to said that, we, that he ha- was... More than comfortable referring his uh, absence and why he it happened. Several people on the roster and the staff were excited to see Mustafa Ali back at work. Ali's contract is up in mid-2024, as he's hinted in the past, which we were able to confirm. WWE had the contractual ability to freeze his deal, but hadn't to uh, this point. There is a possibility they could still extend it due to inactivity, but thus far, we've given no indication by the company that would happen. Well, damn. Yeah. So these releases happened like within the same week of him coming back. It's fucking crazy. It, it's it, it really makes you wonder, like, what's the end game here? Like, what are they aiming to do? It's the, it's the same. I think it's they're getting ready to sell the company. Because it's like all the, like the one thing that keeps saying, budget cuts, budget cuts, budget cuts. And it's like, why is so much things excuses budget cuts? When you're making so much money. And I think it's because they're getting ready to sell. I mean, why else would you like say all that with the excuse of budget cuts? I'm pretty sure you're curious how much you're actually can get from selling the company. I mean, selling it doesn't mean that they like sell the right to like run it. Know what I mean? Because, I mean, UFC got sold a while ago, like in 2016. I remember when that happened. And, like, the whole thing was, uh, oh, is anything going to change? It's like, no, like, day-to-day stuff is still going to be run by, like, Dana. And, like, the Fertitas are just taking their money and, like, you know, walking away. They still have that relationship with Dana. And even Dana said it was hard to do it without them. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, they still stuck around. And the question started to be asked then, is WWE going to sell? And the word was... They're they're not saying no, but they are listening to offers. Mm. I mean, they have a deal with uh, Disney to program send their programmings like over in the Middle East. Mm. It's not the first time they've worked with them, but I guarantee, like you know, they wouldn't be against 
selling their shit to Disney. But then again, Disney's also been interested in wrestling since like 1998 mm-hmm. when they almost bought fucking ECW. Yeah. yeah. As nuts as that actually is to think about. It sounds like the most polar opposite company they'd want to invest in if they did want to touch wrestling. Well, then again, we, we're seeing that now on Disney Plus with the Defenders stuff. So. Yeah. And now it has a fucking parental control rating. I like how that's the show that gets added right. that gives it its parental control rating. It's just a, It just makes it uh, more of a definitive, these are the shows I come on here to watch. But yeah, Because y'all children can't watch it. But yes, yeah, like... I, I could see them uh, selling the company, but it's also just like, at what cost? I I, I don't see like, this as a they're getting ready to sell. I see this as they're trying to do a complete scrap and you know trial error start over again. But in just trying to start over again, they're making like a bunch of like you know mistakes, bo- like mistakes trying to hit their stride, like Roman, like with Roman Reigns. And like the, the they, 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 I guarantee you, they went well. They definitely went into this rebuild based around Roman. There, that's what they started with with the whole bloodline. Uh, what do you call it? Like Fashion. angle, and all that stuff. That's where it really started, and it seems like that's the only thing they're fixated on continuing. And that's like kind of on hold because now they have like a. The whole like progression with the Usos tailed back just to have like a six man tag, mm-hmm. and a, this isn't going to affect their money at all. They're going to keep like doing shit like this until they start seeing like a real drop off because that's yeah. how it works. Vince is going to throw money at it until it goes away, uh, and then he'll maybe change shit uh, if he actually feels the need to. But it's also more than less like Nick Khan, like him and Vince has to have like some more of a rapport. They have to like talk like more than what most give credit for mm-hmm. because they like i guarantee they're on the same wavelength of thinking and i bet vince knows there's been that drop off since the attitude era and i bet like what he thinks like selling it and like doing all these cuts i think this is him trimming all the fat and cutting all the unnecessary uh stuff that we don't need or he thinks that the company doesn't need yeah. regardless of whether the fans say anything. Because he said so on Pat McAfee's. He doesn't listen to anything <laughs> negative. So it goes to show that he doesn't really take any constructive criticism, criticism at all in any form of nature. He even said even so much as thinking or talking about, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that idea. Even like so much as talking about or thinking about it is wasted time to him, and he doesn't even bother talking about it, let alone thinking about it. And you could see his face and knowing that he meant it because he shot down every other thing that was asked that was in that manner. Yeah. So he's not going to stop. He, as far as he's looking at it, it's like, uh, it's not that much of a loss. And it's like, if they like leave and do something, then they come back and it's like, hey, they reinvented themselves. That's how they'll look at it. That's how they looked at Cody, which is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how much of all the people, like the hundreds, that y'all actually can, that was actually on-screen talent, actually going to be like the next, like, Cody in terms of reinventing themselves. Few of them, maybe, but not all of them. And he doesn't yeah. look at it that way. He's looking at it as, what's the next thing I think to knock it back into the mainstream again? Maybe, let's see what we can do if we cut everything that I'm not with, that I'm not on the program with, and I don't think is necessary 
and go with what I want and let's see how much we save. And then from there, we could actually uh, push it into that next like a tier, that next tier of niche to get like all those lapsed people back that went away after the attitude era. Yeah, but but with everything factored in, um, wrestling's crazy. Wrestling's crazy. It sucks to see them go, but uh, they'll definitely have a future, especially. uh, Dexter and uh, Dakota. Oh, definitely. They will. I, hope I don't for think everybody. I, I think. I think quite. I. I, qu- I think from the ones that got released, I think a decent amount will find perfectly good homes. Oh yeah. But with that said, uh, wrestling never stops, uh, especially if you live in the state of New Jersey or New York. Uh, we have a couple of uh, upcoming show promotions to plug, so uh, I guess let's start with uh, Friday. May twenty, May twentieth. No, no, right? Wait, no, May. We're, we're going out of order here. What are you? What, what, I was, I was going to talk about WrestlePro. Oh, go ahead. Yours is first. Yeah. Good job. May fourth. I almost went out of order. <laughs> May fourth. Uh, WrestlePro is back to Brooklyn. Uh, some of our marquee matches feature Joey Janela versus Karrion Cross. What? Dan Mob versus Cocabana. What? Bobby Wayward versus uh, Casey Navarro. Uh, GKM versus uh, Justin Carino. Uh, Trax versus Dion Roosman versus LSG for the WrestlePro gold title. Okay. And a six-way for the silver title. Yusufer L, Tony, MSG, uh, Falaba, Lucas Finnegan, and Jay Hu. And this show is going to be packed. This is our first show in Brooklyn since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, it's definitely going to be one to look out for. And then, tune into the next day where we're back in Rollaway. So back to back shows. Yeah. Uh, the first, which is Russell Pro Mayhem. Yep. We have uh, Karrion Cross versus LSG. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Bear Country versus Dia uh, versus uh Falaba and Mario Bacara. Mario making his return. Uh, I'm in a match with Lucas Finnegan against the Rat Bastards. That's still a great... Finnegan. That, that's amazing. And then a fatal four-way for the WrestlePro gold title. Bobby Wayward versus Dion Roosman versus Cheeseburger or the world-famous CB. And the Bad Apple, Matt McIntosh. Matty. He's ridiculously what about good. Melina versus Scarlett Bordeaux. That too. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Melina versus Scarlet Bordeaux will versus be happening. Black Cat. That will be happening. And Way then, where it sucks. And then it also really, really sucks. sucks. Way where it sucks. No, we're kidding. And then Joey Janela versus Chris Dickinson. That should be a good Way match. Word. And then Scotty Too Hotty versus Colt Cabana. I can't wait to see that one. That's That's a, that, that sounds like a fun yeah, match. That, that sounds like a, <laughs> that a fun sounds like match so much night. fun. Be but, a worm contest. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the that fourth and uh, fifth of uh, May. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no, my mistake. The sixth and seventh of May. Sixth and seventh of I May. That will be happening. So mark it down on your calendars. Yes, mark them down on your cal- calendars. Support <laughs> indie wrestling. It's amazing. Magic happens here, people. It's it really so does. Fuck yeah. doing worms. So then. Moving on to May 20th, Friday night, at Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. We have 
The Takeover versus STP, which is Shane Taylor Promotions. We have the Faceless Ones, Face and Jaco, taking on uh, Moses and O'Shea Edwards. Jay Bougie taking on Reverend Ron Hunt. And PJ Savage taking on Shane Taylor. Fuck the takeover. There will be a bodega street fight. They advise you to bring all bodega items. And they will be used during the match. That was a Google miscellaneous bodega <laughs> items. Right? A two-gallon milk. Like, I'm thinking about bringing, like, some ramen. Like, a turkey sandwich. Basketball. Can of Sprite. A toy gun. A slingshot counts. <laughs> <laughs> but that will be have all that will be happening Friday, May twentieth. Fuck the takeover. And then May twenty second, Spartan Championship Wrestling returns with another one of their shows. I'm not on it, but yeah, go check them out. They are a great promotion. I've worked with them before. Amazing talents, amazing guys. Go check them out. Go follow them at Spart on at a uh, Spartan Championship Wrestling. And then, for me, uh, May 28th, Kaiju Pro Wrestling, or KPW, returns with their second show ever. And me and my partner, we call ourselves Two Little Dudes with Attitude. <laughs> if you get the reference, you know the reference. We're, Small we're, manhood. <laughs> we, 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 I, I get it. It's supposed to be like Sean and Diesel. I, yeah. I get it. Oh, that's what it was yeah, supposed to be. Because yeah. they were two dudes with attitudes. Oh, I thought versus, it was the former. Versus the Brooklyn Prodigies. It is the former. Then there's a massive eight man tag. I can't really tell who's in it. Tag team but, match. Well, yeah. But yeah, definitely go check them out. There's only six matches, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, follow them at kaiju underscore pro underscore wrestling underscore. But that's it for me for uh, as far as I and know. Then, um, I think I have one more. I'm not quite sure. And then uh, Saturday, Saturday, July 23rd, Garden State Pro Wrestling presents Welcome to Eden, hosting at the at the Hart Ballroom in Newark, New Jersey. This feels like a fever um, dream still. And actually, there has been some news from them recently. Um, they've just picked up Calvin Tankman for uh, their show. Yeah, look at how excited John is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they also announced Alan, A Alan Five Angels versus Kevin Blackwood for their uh, Open Weight Championship tournament. Shut up, Five. And they also announced, as someone that will be appearing is uh, Miyu Yamashita, who is signed currently with Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, mm. which this show, they got a ballroom for this. This is a fucking fever dream, dude. Like This, this doesn't feel real. It's feeling a bit of retro here. I feel yeah, like we're going backwards. Feel, yeah, this feels like these big like events that are happening like right next door to you and you're going out on like a Friday night with like your friends and you're just like chilling in the crowd, flipping like, the fuck out like everybody else. It's, like, how like, often, a it's, great. Too. it's like how often are you in the same town as Scotty Too Hot? Right? Yeah, that's a way of thinking about it. Yeah. And then uh as far as I know, this is the last show we have for July 16th, IWA returns with Fuck the Takeover. 
Uh, we only have two matches announced. <laughs> I so that was the name of the show for a second. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, wait, there's no way they called it no, that. No, there's no way. <laughs> no, there's it's no way. It's, no, it's, it's co- ongoing title, man. Yeah, that's going to be it. To be a. But uh, we have a women's uh, championship match. Uh, Vivacious Vicious, Vicious Vicky. A. Versus uh, JC J. Storm. Garden State Goddess. And then we have Yeo. Versus uh, Don Cologne. Ooh. Those are the two matches we have announced so far. Let's go. Going to be a great match. I'm looking for payback on the faceless ones and PJ and Bougie. Y'all can go fuck yourself. I'm coming for you. I'm taking down the takeover. Well. For the takeover. Uh, <laughs> for pro wrestling. I like to make just my elite. for pro wrestling. I just like to make my allegiances known right now. I mean, I'm as, I'm as rogue as one native that can go, but it's like, yo, I'm going to go on the side here that I think is right, and I'm sorry, Blondie, you're going to die. For pro wrestling, for pro wrestling, we will continue to plug all local indie shows that happen in the area on our podcast to show love to them for giving us so much entertainment throughout the months to the years. It's been great, but we will catch you guys next week. For and vengeance. Until then... Smoke responsibly, don't drink and drive, park and spark. And make sure and you take witness. Have another one. And God bless. Fuck the takeover. For the takeover. Fuck the takeover.